All right, welcome to episode 65 of Is It 705 Yet podcast, Over the Tax. And I say, so Brandon and I come to you with some breaking news, but you guys probably already know it, or you should know what I should say. Uh, Phillies made three signings since our last pod in Brad Hand, relief pitcher, and I say Kyle Schwarber, or as he likes to be called, Schwarbs, to a four-year, $80 million contract, and then the stunner, which put us over the tax, as is Nick Castellanos at five years, $100 million. So one could say, Brandon, Murderer's Row. Murderer's Row. I was going to say, uh, we talk about the lineup a little bit, and Alex brings back my term, Murderer's Row. He didn't let me say it, which I was a little, Sorry. A little peeved about. But, um, yeah, we talk about the lineup, which is stacked this year, uh, or potentially stacked. And then we talk about some uh, position competition. Um between mainly center field and a couple infield positions. But uh, other than that, uh, got some dad joke or a dad joke and another pod poll. So tune in for that. Um, other than that, tax me baby one more time. John Middleton. So, or <laughs> John Middleton it is. <laughs> All right. And with that, we say. Oh, my God. Deep to right field. Way up there and way out of here. Second deck walk-off home run. Grand slam, Bryce Harper. Wow. All right. Welcome to the 705 Yet Podcast. As always, I am Alex in the freezing cold outside. With me is the frozen tundra hero in Brandon Jarmoska. How are you, buddy? Cold. I'm cold. I hate you. I I H hate you. Uh, to give context, Brandon and I are doing this podcast currently from my front porch. Again. Again. As they in the cold. Uh, one, so we could uh, Ooh, smoke uh, some cigars and drink some beverages on the front porch. Uh, thankfully it is not windy, so it's not terrible. No, it's, just, uh, it's just blustery and yeah, cold. Yeah, it's just a little cold. It would be nice if we did this last week when it was like 70 degrees outside. Yeah. And I say, uh, that would have been a much better, but you know, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Yeah. I say in this instance, but, uh, Brandon, how are you? I'm good. Besides cold. Well, uh, again, I'm cold. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I'm I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I kind of wish we would have done a podcast right after uh, either the Schwarber or or sorry, am I allowed to say it? Right no, now? you can't say it. This is a surprise. But before there's the, no way the fans know this. Before, We're breaking news. Yeah, yeah. There's no way you guys know yeah. this. Um, before I wish I I wish we had done the pod like an emergency pod or something like that because I'd probably sound a little bit more excited. But I am very excited to do this podcast because for once in the last. Two years that we've been doing the podcast, the Phillies have actually made some decent moves. Yeah, some pretty so, big moves. I mean, they've made moves prior, but uh, these are some pretty big moves. You know, we had some re-signings, you know, during the podcast, like JT Real Muto. Yeah. Um, but, you know, big moves uh, that we're going to give you guys breaking news coming up soon. Um, but before we get to that big news, I also think since we're outside, uh, at any point during this, if the train that drives goes by my house, if we hear the train, I feel like we have to chug what's ever left in our beer. Is okay. that a plan? I, I guess. I might be staying here tonight, though. <laughs> good thing I don't have my gym class tomorrow. Uh, yeah, good thing you canceled gym class. <laughs> yeah. Good thing you canceled. Sorry. So, so with Workout guys, class. It's not gym class. Like 
preschool or whatever. So it's pretty close. Uh, regular school. Yeah, it's pretty close though. Uh, so yeah, if uh, save, make sure you save some room. I say in there because if that train passes by, that's going to be the plan. Yeah. Anytime we're outside, we got to do something uh, when the train passes by. So, yeah. well, I forgot to ask, how are you? Now, oh, uh, cold. Cold. Uh, actually, not bad. We got our gloves bad. on. That's true. We do got gloves on. You got gloves, jackets. Yeah. Uh, just and I, to even, update, I even have. Though, I do want to update though. Uh, we are both wearing gloves, but they are not. The pedophile Michael Jackson gloves that well, Brandon wore during his last podcast. Well, now to wait keep a minute. His gloves all silky smooth. Now wait a minute. Oh Jesus Christ! I got him. Oh my God! Unfortunately, there's no video for this uh, episode. But... <laughs> he he had in his regular glove his <laughs> stupid white gloves that he wore last time, so he could keep his hands nice and smooth, which is embarrassing. Maybe I should start a video. Let's see if I can do that. Oh, God. We don't need to see your problems again, Brandon. What's this? That's it with your stupid yeah. gloves that make literally no sense. You know, I had a uh, talk with one of our listeners, Brandon, about your gloves. I thought um, she liked the glove talk. She did. She loved the glove talk. Um, but uh, she also said that, uh, Sarah said that one of her friends also does that. So there's more than one of you out there in this world that wears gloves to keep the lotion in. I feel like it should be a pod poll eventually, and maybe like a later pod, or or oh, even just on the Instagram now. Uh, you know, prior to like the the posting of this or something along those lines. But I don't want to feel personally attacked again. That's okay? true. Uh, yeah, well, which we'll give you the update when we do our next pod poll for the uh, later in this pod. Uh, we'll give you an update on the last one on how Brandon miserably uh, failed and lost that one. So uh, I didn't lose. You did. I'm still arguing about it. So uh, you can continue to argue, but I'm pretty sure you lost. It was pretty, uh, pretty big change, uh, difference in numbers there, Brandon. It was like, it was like seventy five percent to twenty five percent. Okay, uh, I'm pretty sure it was like eighty twenty. You know what? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but um, all right, Brandon. While you fiddle around uh, trying to get video, uh, we're gonna get into the breaking news. Uh, in case anyone did not know. Phillies have made some big signings since our last podcast. Uh, obviously, last time we talked about Familia uh, added to the bullpen, but the Phillies made another signing right after that. They signed Brad Hand. Um, they also signed big, big bat Kyle Schwarber, uh, or as he wants to be called, Schwarbs, uh, which he had his press conference already. And the Phillies finally, finally announced today uh, that they signed Nick Castellanos as well. Uh, so those are three, well, I should say, those are two huge signings for the Phillies and this lineup. Um, and then, you know, Brad Hand as well, which we'll talk about Brad Hand since he was first. Does that work? Sure. All right. Uh, so Brad Hand. Uh, He's got signed, smooth hands just like me. He, he might. I mean, actually, he probably doesn't as they've, since he plays baseball. But um, Brad Hand, he is a relief pitcher. Phillies needed another lefty out of the bullpen. And they signed Brad Hand to a one-year, $6 million contract. Uh, last year, he, if you remember, if you watched every single game like we did, he pitched horrendously against the Phillies. The Phillies actually lit him up, I think it was for like 10 or 12 runs in like three innings, which is terrible for a reliever. Well, like, it's that's fun for hard. us. Oh, yeah, it was fantastic for us. Like, absolutely fantastic. I, I remember some game winners, mm -hmm. uh, some walk-offs, I should say, against them, but... Um, he went from the Nationals, and he was traded to the Blue Jays, yep. and then he was horrendous on the Blue Jays, 
and got released, and then he was picked up by the Mets and pitched a little better. But uh, last year, Bas- was he on the Mets? Yep. Oh, he finished with the Mets, and well, actually, a, quite a year. If you took out the games against the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, he actually had an okay season. So I think the Phillies are counting on him. You were saying that, and I was yeah. like, when they made the signing, I was like, uh, I don't know about this because he was pretty bad last year. Yep. But then you, like you said, you he against the Phillies, he was definitely terrible. Yeah. And, uh, obviously, those are. Some of the only games I watched. So yeah, and those the, those Phillies games inflated his numbers a lot. Brad Hand prior to last year, um, and, and the year prior he had some injuries, but like he was an All Star, I believe, three or four years in a row um, as a reliever when he was on the Cleveland Indians back then. Now they're the Cleveland Guardians, but which is stupid, but um, stupid name. Um, no, it's good. I don't like the Guardians. I think it's a weird name. It's I think good. it's a weird name, um, but. They just changed the first part. They just With put Gar in there instead of in. So I don't know. I guess, yeah. I mean, it's a good way of putting it, I guess. Um, let's see, but... With you know Brad Hand and with relievers in general, Brandon, I mean, you know this. Uh, Phillies fans know this. Like, Just because they're good one year doesn't mean they're going to be good the next year. Or just because they're bad one year doesn't yeah. make mean they're going to be bad the next year. True. You know, see, every kinda season's like, kind of different for relievers. So. I, I forgot their names already, but... Um, the the two main guys that, were, that came on, I think, like year, we had David Robinson that we signed, and he, didn't he pitched pitch. like one inning for yep. us. Yep. Uh, who are the Who are the two guys that I feel like they were just like they came hand in hand, um, and they were good the year before we started the podcast. Well, we had like Tommy Hunter, Tommy Hunter, and, um, and God, who's the other guy? His sidearm. Why can I not think of his name right now? Oh my God. I am having such a brain fart. This is terrible because we loved him. I feel like we his did... name was like Murphy or something. No, it wasn't Murphy. Uh, no, it was uh... Underhand. Come on, podcast people, tell us. We'll get to it. <laughs> I'll think, to it'll it it'll pop in my it'll pop in my brain. Um, but you know, overall, I think it's a good signing. Um, I hope he can regain some. You've talked me of his so. miles mile per hour. Um, you know, but they need another lefty, and I think Dave Dombrowski is looking for some veteran presence with the signings of Familia. And Brad Hand um, and Canable um, as well, who is our closer. So that's three veteran guys. Uh, doesn't mean Pat Neshek. I was going to say yep. Pat Neshek yep. showed up here. That's who it is. Pat Neshek was the guy. Tommy Hunter and Pat Neshek. No, there was another guy. Uh, keep going. Okay. Uh, but, you know, I'm excited for it. Um, don't want to spend too much time on him because, you know, he really wasn't the big signing. I think decent signing, but not the big signing. Uh, two big signings that we want to talk about. So. Uh, we will go into next, uh, Brandon, the big bopper, Kyle Schwarber. How about him, Brandon? How about I, him? I like him. I uh, Alex asked me if I watched his press conference, and uh, at first I said no because I did not watch it or listen to it. And he made fun of me. He said, wow, what a Phillies fan. But then I ended up watching it's it. It's true. And, I did say that. And uh, I, I, think, um, I think he's going to fit in quite well in Philadelphia because he – He's a Philly guy, Alex. He is a Philly guy. I think he is also a Philly guy. He he looks like he's eating a bunch of cheesesteaks. Not he, that he's he like overweight say, or anything like that. He did say he, just... he loves cheesesteaks. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he just wants to hit. And he wants he, to win. And he wants to win. Yeah. He's in the business of winning baseball, is what he said. And it's actually kind of funny. Kyle Schwarber, no. he, he was signed to a four-year, $79 million contract. So I think he was got on a really good deal. There, um, not a ton of years, which is good, um, and also decent annual value. Um, he could play left field and also DH, uh, which is in the National League now, 
and he can play a little bit of first base as well. So um, I'm excited for Kyle Schwarber. Me too. Uh, adding him in, <coughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, adding him into probably the top of the lineup uh, where he will lead off most likely. Is but he? it's going to be my guess. Yeah, and say, but uh, he, Kyle Schwarber, was talked about in the press conference. He has more playoff experience than our whole entire team combined. So, and Kyle Schwarber is going to be the only player on the team currently who has won a World Series as well. So, um, if that's good. not, yeah, if that's not saying something, Brandon, what are you doing? I'm hitting the X. I don't know what this is. Uh, there we go. Now you ruined the pod. Um, but Kyle Schwarber, I mean, just one hell of an addition to this team. Uh, this lineup is going to be extremely exciting uh, to have him bashing home runs in Citizens Bank Park. Um, you know, especially as an addition to this lineup. You know, think about basically you're replacing, you know, an old. Uh, you're thinking you're thinking of an old Andrew McCutcheon. Yeah, as much as I loved Andrew McCutcheon, and I know you did too, Brian. I did. I like. We him both a lot. have Uncle Larry shirts. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Um, but you know, Kyle Schwarber is a huge step above. So you know, you're replacing Andrew McCutcheon's offense with Kyle Schwarber's offense. Um, you know, defense is not perfect, but you know, just that you know comparison there is a huge difference and will be a big boost to this lineup, uh, in my opinion. Um, I mean, he's always. I've, where did he, where did he start his career? The Cubs. The Cubs. He broke or, the curse. The, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I was thinking he was with the Nats, but he was with the Nats. He was last only in the year. Nats last year until For he got traded bit. to the yeah, Red yeah, Sox. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I I don't know why I thought he was such a Philly killer. For like so long, but I mean, I I guess anytime nah, anytime never, the Phillies played yeah. the Cubs, I was always worried about him. Yeah, he was Just never really a Phillies he killer. And, yeah. like, he he's been a very well known name for a very long time, so I'm glad he's on the Phillies now. Um, I mean, he's had. I, I think Dombrowski said he had a. Well, Dombrowski didn't say it, but just everybody in baseball in general, he had a down year in 2020. But Dave Dombrowski said. Like 2020 was just a weird year for baseball, period. So, I mean, you can't really single that one out of all the seasons that Kyle Schwarber's played. So, he had a good year last year. Yep. I I think. He did amazing. No, he had a fantastic year. I mean, he had, he, and he was in the playoffs with the, with the Red Sox. So, and he he, came and he performed in the playoffs too. Exactly. He had a couple home runs in the playoffs. So, I'm glad, I'm glad he's on the Phillies. I'm glad the Phillies. Went out and got him. Uh, Dombrowski even said, <laughs> "I forget who asked him if Schwarber was a first call or his representative or whatever was his first call." Once the lockout ended, and Dombrowski was like, "Yeah, I, I remember. I can tell you, it was the first call that we made. I mean, it was probably a few minutes after the lockout yep. or whatever, but our representative made made the call and made it happen, and and he's here. So, and yeah. he also had a, a baby, uh, Cade." With his wife recently, so congratulations to him on that. And it was the same day that, or, or very shortly four, after, forty-eight hours of uh, the Phillies signing him. So he, he said he said after he signed, it was literally he didn't I even get to celebrate. It was an hour, <laughs> yeah, it was an hour or two afterwards that her water broke, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh shit, time to go to the hospital." So it's a good talk- thing you didn't have anything to drink. So yeah, the driver. <laughs> yeah, as I, which is uh, pretty fantastic. Uh, pretty funny, but yeah. you know, one per big guy and a big reason, you know, who why he Kyle Schwarber was like one of their priorities or the priority, you could say. Um, you know, and we'll talk about Castellanos, but the priority for the Phillies this offseason is because 
of their new hitting coach, Kevin Long. He was Kyle Schwarber's hitting coach in Washington last year who got his swing turned around and made him, you know, have the dominant year that he did, which uh, Kevin Long is actually someone as a hitting coach this year, which I think is actually a huge acquisition that isn't talked about as much. I think Kevin Long is going to help this team big time. He is, pro- he is definitely regarded as like the best hitting coach in the game. Um, so that I think that's something exciting and hopefully he can work on people like your Alec Bones, your, you know, your DD Gregorius, you know, turning him around this year, you know, helping people, you know, maybe like Reese or, you know, JT or, you know, Matt Beerling, you know, out in center field, O'Double, you know, I think Kevin Long is going to go a long way in helping this team. But uh, Kevin Long apparently was like, this is the guy. Like, you need to sign this guy. Like, he is the perfect fit for the Philadelphia Phillies when they were having, like, you know, the brain trust meeting, uh, given going through their offseason plans and how they were going to approach the offseason. So, um, Kevin Long, you know, big proponent while Kyle Schwarber is here. And Brian O'Brien and I are both super excited and got him on a really good deal, too. Yep. Yeah, very good deal. Uh, in addition to the next guy that we're going to talk about, Castellanos. But. Um, one thing I wanted to add, and not not that I'm – I don't know if Kyle Schwarber is that big of a pole hitter, but I feel like a lot of lefties are, um, especially Didi. But they got rid of the shift this year, right? Um, so the shift – so what I understand, the shift is not banned yet. Oh. Um, Shit. Yeah, I know. I say, but – It will it, be. It, it will it, and we got And we got him for, co- for what? how many years? Four? Four years. Four years. Yep. So four years, so, eighty million, so basically. There, so there we go. So, I I've been a huge anti shift person for a while because it's like there's a shortstop and a third baseman for a reason. So like play those positions. Like I get I get why the shift is needed, but I just I I feel like it ruined baseball a little bit because I don't want to say ruin, but um, it'll, you know, getting rid of the shift will definitely increase the offensive numbers. Yeah. It'll game, make, most I likely. think, I think it'll make it more competitive for both sides to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be interesting for sure. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I say Kyle Schwarber adds this lineup huge. And then uh, really the, I guess you could say the surprise. Um, it was a surprise. I say that the Phillies made then, you know, it made official today on Tuesday um, was the signing of Nick Castellanos, mm-hmm. who is another left fielder DH option. Um, can play a little bit of right field, too, uh, for the Philadelphia Phillies. He signed for five years, $100 million, which, in my opinion, is an insanely, like, insanely good contract it's, right it, there. It's a, it's a steal. Because they were talking, you know, for Nick Castellanos, that he was going to go seven, eight years, you know, prior to the lockout for $150, 170000000 million. And to only have to sign him for five years, which, you know, he could be better than five years, but sign him for five years, 100 mil, you know, $20 million annual average value. Like, and I think it was such a surprise besides the contract signing, but also the Phillies, Brandon, they're over the tax. They are they over, are the, tax. over the tax for the first time. Uh, and how like, I can't remember this, if the Phillies the, ever yeah, went over the tax. This is no, this is their first time over the tax. So this it's exciting news. It is John Milton and ownership, you know, made the move to to go over the tax, which you know there's hey. only going to be a two million dollar penalty. But 
you know, <laughs> Only they could technically get. <laughs> I mean, when hey, when you're spending two hundred forty million, what's two two million extra dollars? True. true. Um, but you know, the two two million dollar penalty is what it would be if they don't make any trades or like get rid of Didi's salary. Like if they get rid of Didi Gregorius' salary, they'll go back underneath the tax. And, and this is, but as of right now, they're if, over if they, the tax. If they go into the, or is it? How do, how does that work? Like if they go into the season over the tax, they, uh, end they the get, season. They get ta- end the season. Yeah. So how if they if they trade DD mid season and go under the tax, then they're under the tax and they don't get that penalty. Oh, okay. I see. But All theoretically, right, so they got time. theoretically, if we end up going back under the tax, there might be something bad happening during the season. So let's just hope that we don't have you know, you what know what I mean? mean. Like if you start trading some guys away, most likely the season's not going well. No, I mean Dave Dombrowski said that they're always looking to get better. So like, yeah, you could, but you, you want come up with a trade to make the team better. But what know? I'm saying though is like, really, the only way to do it is to get to go under the tax, is to get DD gone. Yeah. And for our best, yeah, but maybe but maybe Bryson Stott shows up. And maybe like he does. He You're right. Ends up being can, a much get, better yeah. shortstop and hitter, and which we'll we'll get into that. Yeah, we can, we'll get into that. But we got to focus on Nick Castellanos and what he adds. Nick Castellanos is a 300 hitter. Um, he's going to give you, and he probably, hits dingers when people make, yeah. you know, certain comments and yeah, he's going to probably get 30 <laughs> home runs, a hundred RBIs, fly ball say, left field. He's high OPS as a player as well. Not great defense average, but you know, that's about what the Phillies do right. uh, defensively. I, but like I, 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 adding Schwarber, I have something to say about that. Adding Schwarber forget. and Castellanos now to this lineup. Like I'm going to, I'm going to break Either left field or DH or right okay. field. Right. Um, but what I'm going to I'm going to bring back a, a famous term to this podcast. Um, one garbage. could no one can say well yeah <laughs> hot garbage is definitely a famous term. Um, but one could say that adding Castellanos well, gone, as well so. he is as, um, <laughs> is murderers row as with this lineup. Why didn't I was going to say that? Uh, so, well, you didn't. Say, I, I dare, took it from you. Dare I say it? Yeah, dare you say I brought I brought it back. And I say, but you're one. Well, now you said it this year. So yeah, you're one through six. But Castellanos, I just I can't emphasize enough on like how good of a deal five years for hundred million. Like Castellanos, Brandon. What do you want to bring? You, up? you just well, you well, you that happened that we're getting no, not yet, we're not yet, less than that. Not in, in a second. I say, what <laughs> I want to make the point is like you talked about Kyle Schwarber being a Philly guy, Nick Castellanos. That's a Philly guy. I feel like he he's, he's a gonna... hard, he's a hard worker, but like he's. He's got an attitude to him. Well, he I feel plays like he's gonna, with an edge. Not, not that, not that Joel Embiid has an attitude to him. He does. Yeah. But I feel like Castellanos is kind of like him, in a sense where like he will feed off of booze. Like if he's getting booed in Philly or anywhere else, he'll feed off of that. Oh yeah, Castellanos. He he plays with passion, which I think is he doesn't have a ton of playoff experience, but. Like he and he played with Schwarber yeah. uh, with Chicago, I think. Yep, and he killed it in Chicago with Schwarber. And so, but that lineup, you know, is is stellar. But Castellanos is a player I am so excited for. He was one of my, you know, one like free agents that I desperately wanted. Like I wanted Castellanos over Schwarber, and to get both of them, like I'm super excited about the Schwarber signing. Like don't you? I am absolutely excited about it in huge part. And so, but getting Schwarber and Castellanos and which allows us to compete with a lot of the other teams that made big moves in, in the NL East and also the National League overall. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be huge for this lineup and for the organization. And something for John Middleton, it's going to put more asses in the seats. Yep. So there's going to be more tickets sold, so those games are going to be real I fun. Mean, I mean, they're already over the tax, so, I mean, fuck it. I mean, 
keep going. I mean, whatever the media misconstrued Dave Dombrowski saying that that he wants the team, like they're always looking for moves to make the team better or like looking for the next big move. Like, go out and get them. Like, yeah. see see what you can get. And I mean, I, obviously, I'm over exaggerating, speculating right now, but I mean, they're they're over the tax. If this works, John Middleton really has to take a, a sit, he needs to sit down and think like, whoa, this worked. How how far over the tax well, can I go and still make a profit? You know what I mean? Oh well, yeah, I'm sure obviously that's part of it. But John Middleton never said that he wouldn't go over the tax. It was always for the right pieces. He always said like, like we're not going to just go over the tax just to go over it. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if he feels like it's going to make yeah. a winning difference, and in my opinion. Like when you already added Schwarber and then you add Castellanos as well, yeah. that makes a big winning difference. You know what Castellanos is like? It's like when you have a chicken dinner with melted butter on the side. Oh, to Jesus dip it in, Christ, here we go. And then you're running out of melted butter, but your mom already has a second bowl of melted butter ready for you. So you can just keep dipping it. Like he's that second additional melted butter i mean if that's if that's what you want to go with i mean <laughs> either that or like you're at a buffet and you know this you're going back for more like you know you just keep going back you know that i you told know. you i was going to bring it up i, knew, I went I out of my way bring it up i went you out of my way, out of your way. okay but <laughs> just like my gloves uh, i went out of my way to put my gloves on for this podcast <laughs> so nobody nobody knows what my hands look oh, like. oh thank Alex. god no one needs to know what your smooth hands look like <laughs> as they were feel either but but no seriously like nick nick like i, I feel like they could have gone over the tax for like any not anybody but like any like superstar like outfielder or like yep. hit, big hitter but Cassianos, like you said is definitely like yeah. a piece that we've been talking about for for a while like yeah and i like, know just speculating well, about it but like now, like the last couple yeah. of weeks, we've really been talking about it. Like, go out and get him. And it was funny because prior to the Schwarber signing, <clears throat> even after the Schwarber signing, everyone was talking about, oh, we got to get Chris Bryant. We got to get Chris Bryant. The Phillies just dropped less money, less money on Nick Castellanos yeah. and Kyle Schwarber combined than what Chris Bryant signed for in Colorado. And I, I don't think I said it on this pod, but I know Brandon and I texting back and forth. I said... I think Chris Bryant is overrated and is on a downhill trajectory. I still I think, like him. I think that both, and I don't think he's a winning player. I mean, the motherfucker just went and signed with the Colorado Rockies. I don't know they're what that going. organization is doing. They're, they're not going anywhere. They just got rid of Ar- Nolan Arenado. He signed, story. he signed for the money, and that was it. And so he's not a winning player, Chris Bryant. He won a World Series, so I, I'll give him that. He won a World Series, so he, I he guess has he has been can, good. He, he has, but good. I don't think it's important to him anymore. I do think if, if the I Phillies think he would have signed him, we definitely would. They definitely would have spent like way overspent on him. But I do think Bryce Harper would have been happy. And no, Bryce it, Harper's happy now. He's happy now with Castellanos and Schwarber. He is. He is. A, he is ecstatic. But, but I mean. Chris Bryant's is his buddy, so like yeah, no. I'm sure he would be very happy, and I feel like Chris Bryant and Bryce Harper in that locker room would work well together. Yeah, but but they would have overspent for him. 100 percent would have had to overspend, and also Chris Bryant, I can guarantee, is going to go on the downhill. He might give you some inflated numbers this year and next year potentially because he's playing in Colorado, where your offensive numbers get inflated. And but Chris Bryant is not a Philly guy. Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos, they are Philly guys. Chris Bryant is a California boy. He's, you know, soy boy. He's a soy boy. He's not a winner. He's he doesn't a winner is not his priority anymore. 
Schwarber, like he talked about how he like like in the he made he, he's yeah he's in the business of winning. So which is why Phillies were one of his choices. And Nick Castellanos, you know, if this won't get posted probably until tomorrow, but like he's going to have his um, press conference on Wednesday. Like he, I'm guaranteed. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, yeah, today. Well, it's not today. Almost yet, today. today. Uh, but he'll have it on Wednesday. And I'm sure he's going to talk about, you know, wanting to come to the Phillies because they're in a good chance <laughs> did, to win. Did you see that video? Uh, John Clark, like, found him in the airport. Yeah. Castellanos <laughs> looks like a Philly guy. His hair was a fucking mess. He looked like he was on a bender. Like, before, exactly. And, like, like was passed out on the plane. And yep. Just yeah. showed up and he was like, who the hell is like this he was guy? At, he was at Xfinity Live. You know, <laughs> he was definitely partying it up. Yeah. Uh, but I am so excited. Uh, I can't underestimate, I think, how good this lineup is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Again, I, and, 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 too, and really, honestly, God, I, I think for a lot of people who are just Phillies fans and not necessarily watched a lot of other baseball games and stuff and aren't familiar with a guy like Nick Castellanos, I can just, and Schwarber, but Castellanos especially, like, People are going to love to watch him play. Mm-hmm. Like he's a guy. Schwarber is an amazing signing, and, I, and I, like I am super excited. But the Castellanos, because of the passion he's going to bring, is going to put asses in his seat. Son of a bitch! Do you guys hear that? Wait for it. There, oh, it, there is. it is. There it is. Chug him up. Yeah, cheers. Uh, cheers, buddy. <laughs> Oh, that's cold. Oh, I feel like a little girl again. <laughs> Did you finish it? I didn't have that much left, honestly. You son of a bitch. It was really cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Jesus. There's electronics all over here, and you just ah. probably spilled it all over my computer. Oh, God, that really hurt. God damn it. I did the JoJo Romero in case everyone forgets. So, <laughs> so, so this lineup, it's, Wait. you said what? Well, well, before we get into the lineup, Brandon, we, I think it's time for a pod poll. Oh, we're not going to talk? Oh, okay. yeah, you're right. You're we're right. going lineups next, okay. but we wanted to break it up. Break the baseball discussion up for some pod polls. Let's see. Do you do you want to first though, Brandon? Talk about how your last pod poll you failed miserably at. Well, we already said that. But okay, I just wasn't sure if you want to talk about. I'm it still. Why am I wet? Because you did the JoJo Romero. Uh, yeah, uh, I guess it wasn't empty enough. Um, I don't know where I'm, I threw that. I'm still. I mean, like, I don't eat. I. I feel like one of those people that goes out of your way to tell you they're vegan, but. Uh, <laughs> All right, I don't eat a lot of chicken these days, but if oh, my mom, if I went over to my mom's house and she was like, "Oh, I'm making chicken. You want some melted butter with it?" and like she would make chicken with like a vegetable, obviously, and maybe some mashed potatoes on the side with some gravy and corn or something like that. But I guess that would be the vegetable. Whatever. If she was making that and <laughs> offered melted butter with it, I would eat it because it's amazing. It tastes so good. Try it. I'm gonna try it for you. Go and try I'm sure it. It's fine. It's just it's weird. It's not weird. It's weird. If you're saying that that is weird, that's weird. Ah, come on, right, we gotta go to the next then pod. Poll. Seafood dipped in butter or that's not weird. Soaked in butter. That's normal. Is also weird. No, that's normal. Seafood also tastes like chicken, Alex. Shrimp is chicken of the sea. Yeah, it is the chicken of the sea. Trout is chicken of the sea. Nope, that is bass uh, is trout, chicken of the trout sea. Trout are not in the sea. And neither are bass. Trout and bass are 
I'm thinking tuna. Tuna is chicken of the sea. <laughs> You're a fucking tuna. Trout right. and bass are chicken of the river. Let's uh, <laughs> give us the next pod poll, Brandon. This one I'll be surprised with. All right. Uh, I feel like I have a few questions that I could ask. Whoa, whoa, no, no, no. Just one. One pod poll per podcast. I, I know, I know. I'm just trying okay. to think of which one I want to ask. Okay, okay. But since we're at your house, I think I'll ask one that your wife gave me. <laughs> okay. Uh, maybe you know it already. So okay. Alex, the other week, was either on the computer or eating with the lights on during the day. Like, it was a bright, sunny day, and he had the lights on in the kitchen, and his wife sent me and my wife a Snapchat asking, or saying, like, why does why do people have the lights on in the daylight? Isn't that what the daylight's for? So my question, my pod poll, is during the day, on a bright, sunny day, and if your house is illuminated by the daylight. Which it was. And do, is. You, do you have the lights on? Well, Are you it's doing, only while you eat. While you eat, or if you're sitting at the kitchen table. And your kitchen table is well illuminated by the daylight outside from the light coming in your house. Do you have the lights on? Well, we want to know. Obviously, my answer is yes. Obviously, because you, I do it. Yeah. And to put in context, I just like the light on when I eat. And it's because <clears throat> I just like, I don't know. I just don't like eating a little bit. Like, it brightens up just a tiny, tiny bit. But I don't know. I just feel like I need the lights on when I eat. There's, it, it'd be different if I'm eating outside. Obviously, I don't. It also depends turn on my like my front porch light. It also depends on what time of day it is. But it's any all, time of day. In all honesty, because like if it's like starting to get dark, yeah, you turn on a light or whatever. Or if it's like bright early in the morning and it's not a lot of light yet, yeah, okay, turn it on. You're you're cooking, you're eating. But like if it's like lunchtime or like dinner time in the summer or something like that, why do you have the light on? Because I got my answer is I got, no. I got to see. I, I got to see my food. I don't yell at my wife, but I she she and I have this thing going on. Like I leave lights on in the house sometimes, and I'm like, I'm going back in the room. Well, she's see, like, see, we, I don't leave are the we lights just on. wasting electricity. And I'm like, I'm going back in the room. I just haven't had a chance to go back in there. And she's like, Well, you're just wasting electricity. But then she'll leave the lights on in the kitchen after she's done in the kitchen, and I'm like, Why are these lights on? Because kitchen light. But sometimes she leaves her closet light on, and I'm like. What are we just wasting electricity in here? But sometimes I'll leave the closet light on, so it's like a who back the, and forth. Who the hell has a closet light? <laughs> no, I'm we, just kidding. We do. <laughs> um, so my answer is no. I do not, or I I try not to. I mean, my my wife has lights on in the kitchen for like lunch and stuff like that. But I, if I notice that there's a lot of daylight coming in, I will turn the lights off. Yeah, but this is only while we're eating food, though. Let me make this even very clear. Eating, even when I'm eating, if food, you're going to make this the pod pole, Brandon. It needs to be do you bring while a, eating food. Do you bring like, a pers- if I'm sitting there and I'm just sitting at the kitchen table, I'm not going to have lights on. Do you bring a personal lamp when we go to like Behringer's or something like that? And we're no, because it's outside. Okay. Even if, what if it's a cloudy day? No, we're outside. But it's cloudy and it's dark. No, I don't think you're ruining the pod pole right here, Brandon. This is strictly when I'm inside, <laughs> I need the light. But but you don't you got this brand new window which I haven't noticed before I feel like maybe you have yeah it's been had like it that for now. a while it's, yeah it's been a while I haven't been six here months at least but you have this brand new window that doesn't have a crack in it anymore right the light comes in right and you're good no nope. shines off of your I nice need hardwood all floor. the light so I can inspect my food before I eat it inspect your food of what I don't know if there's if hair in it if it's chicken there's no melted butter on it or I something? gotta make sure there's no hair in it. <laughs> 
They got dogs. <laughs> True. Yeah. I have dogs too. Yeah. Yep. But all right, yeah. So uh, the question is, uh, in during the day, I, all right, I'll make it so Alex. It has feels to be okay. while you eat because I don't keep the lights on during the day. While you, I'm eat, anti-light during unless the day, I'm eating during the day. While you're eating, do you have lights on to see your food, even if it's a bright sunny day and the light is coming into your house? Fair. I, I don't know how I'm going to fit that all into a question on Instagram. You're gonna have to try your best, but I'll try. So that's the pod poll. Let's get into the lineup, Alex. Let's get into Murderers the lineup. Row. Murderers Row. All right, so so who is it? So obviously now uh, the Philadelphia Phillies uh, with the signing <clears throat> of Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos are adding to a already pretty good lineup. Um, but now the Phillies, well, all NL teams have a DH this year, which means the pitcher is not hitting, um, unless you're an amazing hitting pitcher, uh, which there's not Show many day. of those left. Um, but... Uh, Really, how I would go lineup-wise, um, just talking about the lineup, like this team's going to score, is going to score runs, um, and they're going to put up some probably really crooked numbers sometimes um, as well. Where Which I'm talking like eight, nine, ten, thirteen, you know, runs. I'm talking about. I think on average they're going to probably score close to five, mm-hmm. little over five runs a game. Uh, on average throughout the season, which is <laughs> I'm amazing. I'm curious to see what the over-unders for Phillies games are going to be. Yeah, um, but, you know, obviously they sacrifice a little bit of defense uh, because of the offensive oh, that, power do, that they have. I do want to talk about that. That's the yeah. thing I wanted you but to I think let me forget about. Their goal is to, is going to be their starting pitching, uh, hopefully their bullpen, and the offense to really be the ones to carry them. You know? But, obviously, Phillies fans remember, and, you know, my big thing is, like, 2008 when we won the World Series, like, our starting rotation was Cole Hamels, Brett Myers, you know, uh, Joe Blanton. Joe Blanton. Like, yep. it what you know, it wasn't. And then we didn't win when we had Jamie Roy. Moyer was on that. Yeah, Jamie Moyer. Too. Like, we when we didn't win, we didn't. Like, we had Roy Halladay, Cliff Lee, Cole no, we Hamels. Didn't have, we didn't have. We didn't, we didn't have Roy Halladay. I'm saying yeah. we didn't win during those times. Right, right. And so, so, like, we hit our way year. to that championship in that World Series. And uh, this, you know, this lineup is going to be pretty comparable, potentially, uh, to that 08. A World Series lineup. Um, Hopefully, but, better. You know what I would do. Like I, you know, I thought Hopefully about Castellanos is like the Jason Worth, better than Jason <laughs> Worth. Uh, Worth, in my opinion, and doesn't but, uh, sleep with the second baseman's wife. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if that was true. Uh, I don't think it was true, but I, I highly doubt it was true. Um, but now you brought controversy into the pod. Way sorry, to go, right. way to go, man. Um, There's controversy but out there with Philly sports. That's true. Uh, you know, I would honestly probably go like Kyle Schwarber uh, hitting first, Gene Segura second. Uh, then I go your Harper, Castellanos, JT or Reese. Then probably I probably go. Oh God, it's so hard there. Because Reese, I probably is so go. I probably go Reese. I probably go Reese at five, and then JT at six. So you're one through six. You got. You know, Schwarber, Segura, Harper, Castellanos, Hoskins, and Real Muto. Like, that's a... Murderer's row. Yeah, that's a murderer's row right there. And then your bottom three are going to be Dede Gregorius or Bryson Stott, depending on who wins the shortstop job. Uh, Your third baseman, Alec Boehm or Camargo, or I'll get into a little bit later on what I think could happen. Um, Let me say, but... And then your center fielder, who is going to be a combination of either Alec Boehm or Matt Bierling which I think Matt Mueling is going to play extremely well this year, in my opinion, or at least I hope. 
Uh, so, you know, that's just... And, that's or Adam a, Hazley might be back. Or it could be Adam Hazley, uh, especially with the Dubal currently hurt um, as well. Uh, but, you know, I'm just... It's going to... Because also, too, like, if you think about it, Brandon, like, obviously, like, those top six guys are above average offensive players or at least average to above average offensive players. But, like, your D.D. Gregorius, he was hurt last year. He got bone spurs taken out of his elbow. Uh, this past off season, and you know he was blaming COVID and the COVID shot uh, for a lot of his issues. Uh, DD, as we as we all know, but like you know he hit close to like 200 last year. I find it hard to believe that DD is going to hit close to 200 again. I think he'll be over. I think he will be over that. So even if I'm not saying if you get a great DD Gregorius hitting like 275, 280, but if you get DD hitting 250 in the seven, eight, or nine hole. That's a that's a that's damn good in my well, opinion. Well, I always like was I mean not confused, but like I, I I always thought like why don't you have like good hitters hitting lower in the lineup because like sometimes you well, get you get jamming like late in the game where you need a spark. Well, the reasons for is you get you have your best guys hitting you know so they get more bats they get more at bats right exactly. right yeah but, but I mean at the same time like well this but the depth the how deep this lineup is now where dd is going to be your seven eight or nine hitter you know and alec bohm or camargo uh, is going to be your seven eight or nine and then center field like odubel like we know you say odubel is healthy you know he gets hot for like a couple weeks at a time sometimes usually at least once a season Mm -hmm. where he can carry a team and say it goes just goes off out of nowhere and say and then matt veerling i think is going to be a steady uh, center fielder and you know who knows there could be more moves coming um you know potentially or maybe moves around the trade deadline as well but like that is just the lineup is going to and you could play with the lineup one through six in my opinion like you could do you know gene segura at lead off um and then kyle schwarber um or you could do jt real muto at number two and put J- uh, gene segura at number six you know they're you know, I would definitely keep Bryce and Nick Castellanos probably three and four. Uh, say, but you know, you you have so much. Joe Girardi has so much to play with there. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I think like the amount of bombs that are going to be hitting Citizens Bank Park this season, like bring bring your damn glove to the game if you're going. <laughs> bring your damn glove to the game is all I could say. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and we were talking about this earlier with the Sixers. And now that you mentioned Joe Girardi, like, is this a kind of team that it's like if they don't win, is it the coach's fault or the manager's fault? They, like, this is like well, a just, lot of all stars. It's a hundred percent. If they do not make the playoffs this year, Brandon Joe Girardi will not be on the team next year. Like, that's one hundred percent gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They need they need to make the playoffs this year. And to that point. I feel like... Especially, well, also, too, remember, the playoffs are expanded by a team. Right, right. And and I feel like the Cassiano signing definitely projectiles the Phillies into that one or two spot in the East, in the NL East. In, in I, the I, NL East, yeah. Honestly, I feel like other, like other than Max Scherzer in New York, like the Mets could maybe finish first. But I feel like the Phillies had the more of a potential, especially now with Freddie Freeman not being in Atlanta. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's like, a huge thing. Um, like I know they, they still have Ozzy Albies and they signed Matt Olson. Oh, and Acuna will Austin come back. Riley, Acuna will come back. Yep. Um, oh, they have Max, Max Freed. They got some good start. They got some good young pitchers too. So like, 
I mean, Freddie Freeman is a big deal not yeah. signing. Like, he's, yeah. he's been there since, what, 2008, 2010? A long time. something like that. So, like... Prior to 2008. The fact that they won a World Series and now... And then they don't offer him... Did they go over the tax? No. I don't think they did. No. So, like, to not offer their all-star first baseman way more... Like, what he deserves... Yeah, I was honestly, I don't know about you, but I was honestly shocked that, Fre- like, Freddie Freeman's, like, like that's just this guy, like, you think, like, this guy retires a Brave. Like, yeah. in my opinion, like... Uh-huh. I like, can see you, him coming back and retiring a Brave. I don't. Honest. Honestly, I don't. Uh, I mean, I guess that didn't. I mean, yeah, honestly, but, like, that's a guy that, like, he just wanted a six-year contract. And if the Braves would have went for a six-year contract... He'll around be good for six same, more years, too. Around the same money as the Dodgers, he would have took it. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, the Braves made a yeah, trade for, for Matt Olson, uh, who's a good player, an amazing player. But, like, Freddie Freeman was a Philly killer. He yeah. hit over 300 against the Phillies. Yep. And for the Phillies not have to deal with him anymore, like, that's yeah. that's a huge thing. Yep. That is a very big thing. And, mm-hmm. and not to also, like, I feel like his leadership as well in that clubhouse is going to be missing, too. Yeah. So, it, they, you know. Yeah, he, I, the was, Braves he was like the be, longest tenured Brave. I think, Braves are still going to be great this year. Um, don't get me wrong, but like Freddie Freeman being gone, that's that's a huge, huge deal. And don't forget, Ozzy Albies is coming off of an injury. No, Acuna. Acuna, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that uh, I forgot yeah. about him. Jeez. Yeah. He's coming off of an injury, but he yeah. was having a great year until that. So, yeah. But he's coming off of an injury, so that could – you never know with injuries and, and guys coming back, so – but yeah, I think I think these signings, and hopefully more to come, project how the Phillies in the first place in the NL East as it stands right now. I would so I wouldn't say first place, but I think this puts them in the competition of the. It puts them in a good Bra- spot. Uh, yeah, it puts them in a very good spot. Uh, puts <clears> them <throat> in competition with the Braves and the Mets uh, when it comes to first place. I don't think this makes them a clear favorite, um, but I think because uh, we don't have any more beer, so this train's <laughs> going to have to suck it. Um, I say, but this puts them, you know, in competition, you know, to win the division, which is what their goal is going to be. Yeah. Uh, or, but, or get that. Hopefully not, but get a wild card spot. The addition. Like, what, what are there? Three, three wild card spots now this year. Yeah, but the goal is to win the division. Right. You now by far. Um, but you know, Mets have a good lineup. But who knows if Degrom stays healthy again? Who knows? Uh, if Max Scherzer stays healthy the whole season, who knows? Syndergaard's still with them? No, he went to the Angels. Um, but, you know, they signed an, uh, Chris Bassett, um, signed, uh, traded for him from the A's. He's a really good number three starter. Stroman's really good. anymore. Uh, Stroman's on the Cubbies. Um, but, you know, they uh, Mark Marcana, as they for the outfield, you know, they got uh, the center fielder, uh, the guy that we talked about getting um, as well, Starling Marte. You know, sign with him center them center field. So you know, the Mets have a good lineup too, and you know, the Braves are always good. You know, mm-hmm. they and they have a lot of depth in the minors too. So it's going to be a three team race, but also watch out for your Nationals because the Nationals went and signed Nelson Cruz, uh, the best DH, you know, in the game uh, out there right now. Mm-hmm. You know, basically, and he's going to be great protection for Juan Soto. So the combination of Josh Bell, Juan Soto, and Nelson Cruz, that's going to be a powerful yep. lineup. Uh, pitching is going to be a little suspect, but it's a powerful lineup for sure. Yep. And then and then the Dodgers, you got the Dodgers yep. playing. Uh, I don't even know what game that would be. They're, they're literally just like 
creating video game characters. Like, you know when we used to play Madden? Yeah. I, I don't know if you used to play I played Madden, Madden yep. But, like, you would create a team and you would just make all the players, like, 99 everything. So they'd be, like, these huge, huge guys just, like, running all, all over the field. But, like, the other teams couldn't stop you. Like, yeah. that's what the Dodgers are right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they had Max Scherzer last year, and now they don't. But they got, what, Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, uh, Trey Turner, right? You already said Trey Turner. No. Uh, what's the other guy, Turner? Uh, Josh Turner. Josh Turner? Josh Turner. The country singer? No. Josh Turner, the ginger <laughs> at third base. Is his name Josh? Yeah. I thought it was something else. No. Um, Cody Bellinger. Yep. Um, Max Muncy. Max Max Muncy is who I was thinking yep. of. I think. Um, who's their Who's their fucking pitcher? Mookie Kershaw. Betts. Kershaw. Well, Kershaw's old. Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts. Yep. Um, who? Else? Gavin Lux. I mean, they they got everyone. Will Smith. Will They're, Smith. I mean, he's not yep. like the best catcher in the, yeah. in the league, but he is a very good catcher. So like, yeah, Dodgers. You know, Dodgers are probably going to be your close to your favorites, but it's going to be uh, interesting at the top of the NL, yeah. uh, you know, for sure. And I think the Phillies can make a run for it. I honestly do. They and it doesn't, it doesn't mean they're done too. I think they might be done potentially for right now, but there's always your mid season trades potentially that, mm-hmm. you know, could happen um, as well. And, you know, Phillies also have potential, some minor league guys that could contribute in certain areas if, you know, as well. But yep. um, also want to talk about, you know, past the lineup, Brandon, I do want to talk about, you know, some positions to watch uh, that have been going on so far in the couple spring training games that we had. Like today, the Phillies won 7-2, I think it was, against the Detroit Tigers. Um, you know, Bryce Harper, you know, looked good, you know, still early, so not really looking at the stats in a way. Uh, but some obviously some guys to pay attention to is going to be third base with Alec Bohm and uh, shortstop with Bryson Stott and D.D. Gregorius. Who do we have at third base if Bohm... Doesn't perform well. Uh, well, there's uh, Camargo, who we signed right before the lockout oh, with Knebel, yeah. uh, who's going to be a bench or a potential infielder, outfielder, kind of like your. Uh, we also signed. Uh, I, for, I did forget to mention this. We also signed back to a minor league deal uh, again, Ronald Torres, so he can I make the team that. again. Yep. Uh, gotta love. Gotta love Torres. Toe. Yep. Uh, but toe. you know, Bo has already. He didn't look good today. Uh, you know, it's early in spring training, but. He's not going to have a long leash, Brandon. Uh, Alec Bohm, and um, I just wanted to throw this out there as a possibility. You know, right now we're talking about Didi Gregorius and uh, Bryson Stott competing for the shortstop position. You know, it's an open competition there. But like, say Alec Bohm continues to struggle and has a really bad. You know, he had an error today at third base. Say he continues to struggle defensively at third base, and then also offensively during spring training. Like, the Phillies are in win-now mode. Like, they want to win. Yeah. Uh, what if, you know, if D.D. and Bryson Stott potentially both play really well, what if they put Bryson Stott at shortstop and D.D. at third base? And then Bone goes, well Bo goes down to AAA. I don't know how well D.D. would do it third unless he's played that before, but I feel like Stott could fill in there. But either Okay, so either one of those. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's not... I feel a, like D.D.'s just played so much shortstop. Well, I'm just saying, I just think it's not out of the question. It's not. That potentially, like, we're talking about it's going to be one or the other of Bryson or D.D. It's not out of the question that Bone just gets shifted to the side and goes back to AAA again, and we got Bryson and D.D., mm-hmm. you know, cooking. And yep. say then to help defensively, or Torres makes a team, and yep, and Torres or you know Camargo, Camargo play third base too if he has a good spring. Mm-hmm. 
as well. So I'm just, I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of pressure on Alec Boehm. I there, don't want them to give up is. on him. I don't either. Um, I like him as a player, and, and we need him for those games, uh, like, against the Braves and any team, really, when he slides into home and doesn't touch the plate. So. <laughs> yeah, that's not the truth. I but, mean, it didn't really help their playoff chances. So. No. Well, I mean, it did, but they didn't still make it. Yeah, still didn't make it. But, you know, that's just a thought, um, you know, that could potentially happen that I was thinking. Or, or you know, does Bohm then, say Bohm doesn't play well, does he become trade trade bait? You know what I mean? He Like, there's, you know, Cleveland Guardians, you know, have been talking about potentially moving Jose Ramirez at third base. You know, they're all-star. Um, that could be a guy that you go after, or or maybe you go for an all-star center fielder and like Brian Reynolds from the Pittsburgh Pirates to replace you know Matt Reeling and Oduble. You know, there's yep. there's there's those options out there. And they essentially, still, using they still got trade him out there. They didn't get rid of him. Nope, they yeah. haven't traded him yet. Nope. Huh. Do they need a third baseman? No. Or DH? No, but they could use him. Yeah. Yeah. Put him at that, first base too. That would be amazing if they could do that. I mean, again, already over the tax. I mean, it would be a trade, so I guess we'd be taking on whatever his contract. Well, Brian, is, so. Brian Reynolds has a few left, few few years left in arbitration of control. Um, so you know, I'm just throwing that out there. That's an option. I don't think it would happen until potentially mid season, though. Just to see how Boom, like if they send Boom down to AAA, I don't think they would try to trade him right away. But I think you know. Say he gets hot and plays really well, you know, maybe down AAA, maybe they try to use him as trade bait for mid a mid season trade come the All Star break. Mm -hmm. Do you think? Do you think they'll? Do you think Dombrowski will look into trading any of the guys that we've said we don't want him to trade? Or, no, or so Dave, I think Dave, I think Dave has made yeah clear that like he has some untrade like guys he doesn't want like they're not no one's untouchable is basically what he said, but like. There's guys he definitely doesn't want to trade. So I think he was implying like your Mick Abel, your Andrew Painters, your Bryson Sots, your Johan Rojas, uh, which is a Ortiz. Ortiz. Uh, well, no, not Ortiz. Um, and say Ohapi, you know, guys like that are you know guys that I, I think mean, Ortiz has potential. Ortiz definitely has potential, but he's definitely not untradeable. He's okay. def especially now that the outfield is filled up and the left and right side. You know, center fielders, that's a little different. Like, Johan Rojas is a young prospect who will probably play in double-A Reading this year, uh, who's a potential future center fielder. Uh, Muziati, a potential uh, future center fielder mm -hmm. um, as well. But, you know, center field competition, though, right now, Brandon, uh, Adubel Herrera got hurt, in case you didn't see that. I did not see that. Yeah, so Adubel is hurt. He's going to be out a little bit, uh, which basically gives Matt Beerling and Adam Hazley, I guess you could say, competing for the center field job. I think Mickey Moniak is – that's a trade piece right there, maybe for like a back-end bullpen some, guy. Some some things he's been posting. He actually looks uh, a lot more fit than he used to. Like I feel he's like grown. He, I mean, he's only 24. I feel like he – Or 23. A few years ago. Yep. And he's been like getting it off. But like the last post that I saw of him, he looked he looked pretty uh, – not swole like Bryce, but like he's, fit, you know. Mickey, Mickey Moniak uh, – you got to remember, he was the first pick in the draft, and he's probably not going to ever. 2016. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's still young. He's, like, still he's, young. he's only 23 or 24, and yeah. that's it. So, you know, he could potentially still, you know, break out, but I 
I don't trust Mickey. Like if if someone wanted him and give us a good you know bullpen piece I'm or pulling, something along his line, I, I pull for him every year. I pull for him. Don't get me wrong. I, like I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't. Th- I think he's fallen out of favor in the organization. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's kind of like, I mean, not not like exactly like Vinny, hot garbage at this point, but like, it's kind of like. No, he's he, been given a lot of. He's chances. definitely not hot garbage, but no, no, he's not that. I'm, yeah. I, like I said, I'm, I just he's not that. Yeah. But like, I think he's been given a lot of chances, just I, like Vinny was. Uh, Vinny was given too many chances. He'd be good to throw in a deal to a team that's tanking to get that way. That team could give him at bats to try to prove himself. In my opinion, he'll like never the have the chance to prove himself. Yeah, like the Pirates. You know, he'll never have the chance to prove himself here in Philadelphia. I mean, I don't know if the Pirates would go for it, but I'd be willing, like right now. I feel like to not that I want to give up on Bohm, but like give up Bohm, Moniac, and maybe one other piece for you'd have to give Reynolds. up a, a, a very Reynolds is and maybe a draft pick now that there's the draft lottery. Yeah, but not that the Phillies no, are going to be like it's like a top pick next year. Hopefully, you you have to give up a lot for Reynolds, and it'd probably be one of Mick Abler or Andrew Painter. Mm. So. They admit, you know, Reynolds is very highly touted, you know, guy say, to to get. So, um, did the Phillies get anybody in uh, this year's draft? This past year? Well, yeah, we talked about last year's during last season. The, the no, draft no, this year starts in June. Oh, okay. no, sorry, I'm it's at about, the All Star break. I'm thinking about this year. I think they're doing it at the All Star break again. Uh, That's right. The yeah, the MLB draft is weird. Yeah, yeah, MLG, MLB <laughs> draft is during the season. So. Um, but, I mean, one last thing I wanted to quickly touch upon. Uh, today in the Detroit Tigers game, Brandon Sir Anthony Dominguez. As a, Did he pitch? His first pitching appearance since nice. his Tommy John. Um, and he apparently dominated. He was hitting 98 miles an hour already with ease. Like, his delivery. Li- he also lost, I think, 30 or 40 pounds. As a, he said, he cut out fried foods, sugary foods. You know, and stuff like that. And he was throwing 98 miles an hour with ease in spring training, Brandon, which that's a monstrous deal. He struck out the side mm-hmm. yep, of, I like, three now. of the Tigers' best players. <clears throat> yep. uh, Tolk, uh, Cameron, and I think Barnhart um, as well. And so, you know, Sir Anthony Dominguez, Brandon, if, if he, he turns threw, out to he be... He threw 12 strikes and only threw 14 pitches. So. Yep. <laughs> yeah, like, he had a phenomenal... Like, it's early in spring training. You cannot... Be like, yep, yeah. he's back. And I say, but if he is, you know, better than what he even is bef- was before, like, hey, look out, the bullpen's going to be good. I think the bullpen's going to be good. As say, as long, but Sir Anthony, uh, I'm very excited to see how he does the rest of spring training been, going what, into the season. Yeah, he had Tommy John, and you know, it took a while for him to get the Tommy John, and you know, he's throwing 98 again already, Brandon. I'm telling you, that's that's big news, right there. That's very big yeah, news. I'm excited. I'm excited for him. Yeah, because, I'm excited to see a pitcher that's been on the team for how however long and actually pitch again for the same team instead of uh, David Robertson, who, like we said earlier, only pitched what an inning. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah. But uh, do you have any more Phillies news before uh, ending us with uh, the the dad jokes? Uh, I was gonna say Donis Medina. They let go, let him go. Yep. Um, he's on the Pirates now. and Which is crazy. He used to be a top prospect of yes, ours. Yes, he did. And I liked him a lot. But um, I think he, he, he got a couple chances last year. He pitched in for the Phillies Yeah, he's, once or twice. He's just, he, he's, he wasn't that great. He's ready to go somewhere else. Yeah. I, I like him. 
I mean, I, I, wish I, see, I see a lot of his social media stuff, and and <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I hope he does well uh, with the Pirates. But um, the other thing I wanted to say earlier about this lineup that we're gonna have and the defense, like, why can't media and analysts just be happy for the Phillies? Like, they made all these signings that they never do ever. They went over the tax, which they never do ever. And all the all these people talk about is oh they're sacrificing a lot of defense for all this offense. It's like well yeah I, they I are. will say you know but, it's true. But like how bad can the defense be compared to the last couple years? Yeah, essentially. Like yeah. they're they're beating a dead horse at this point. Yeah. Like like these signings only add to the value of what the Phillies are. Yep. In my opinion, yeah, maybe the guys that they sign aren't that great defensively. But like who do they have before? Yeah, but the same exact guy, yeah. the same exact guys that hit a little worse. Yep. So a lot worse. So just yeah, like hopefully then compared to what they yeah like, and and Kutch was Kutch was like the, I think the first year that they had him I think I mentioned to you that he looked like molasses out there because he I don't know why. Well, his first year was the COVID until he tore his AC. Well, it was also ACL. the COVID year too. Like yeah. he just looked really slow for some reason, and then last year he dropped a couple balls that like went right in his glove and it's like and then he like made the joke about like him like catching it and like looking in his glove yeah. but it's like you wouldn't really have to do that if you just caught the fucking ball. Yeah, I know. So like who like they the guys that they got like how are they any different than the past years? So like literally they're just adding offense to a team that was just like up and down with offense last year. So like this should make them more consistent offensively which we'll love hopefully. And like the defense will just stay the same, or maybe even get better. Like maybe maybe being on this team, being with a lot of other guys that want to win, they'll work on their craft, and get better throughout the year. Yep. Hopefully, well, I mean that's that's the plan, right? It is a pl- it's always yeah. a plan. Like you get better throughout the year, and hopefully have a championship caliber team by the end. Yeah. So, yeah. just I I just want the media to just stop shitting on all Philly sports. Except for the Eagles, maybe. Yeah. So. I mean, as you can tell, Brandon and I are uh, pretty optimistic now on the season, and we're, we're always re- optimistic. We are so ready. Yeah, we are. So, and we're ready to be hurt. Yeah, I'm ready to be hurt again. Alex. Yep, I'm ready to be hurt again. In the words of Michael Scott. Yeah, I'm ready to be hurt again. Yep, absolutely. It's Brittany, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, I mean, I have a dad joke, but oh, that's that, train, train, that damn train again. All right, next time we gotta chug two beers. So, yes, three beers. No, it's been two since we chugged. Oh yeah. One, so. oh, yeah. Let's end this pod before another train comes. Um, Alex, it's not really a question. My dad joke isn't really a question. I'm just going to say it. Okay, okay, I'm ready. All right. I used to be addicted to soap, but now I'm clean. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a knee slapper. Uh, I don't know about it. I don't know about that one. Uh, I'm sure I could think of another one, but... Uh, Things just cropping up in the old skull there. Anyway, uh, go Phillies. Yeah, and uh, let's keep hunting. We'll do. Uh, de- we will definitely have uh, at least one more pod, maybe two, but definitely at least one more pod before. Uh, yeah, we, our prediction pod is coming up, um, but we'll have one more before uh, the opening day because opening day is coming fast. So, yeah. But uh, otherwise, as Brandon said, keep hunting. Keep hunting. Sky, leaping through the sky like a tiger.